those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bardorf and Rusty Nixon. Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump, hump, hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. <laughs> Halfway through the week, and it is a crappy day outside today. <laughs> In uh, fact, it is a little bit slippery outside. So if your car was parked outside overnight, it has a sheet of ice on it. So you're going to have to scrape the windows. Um, like, you know, some steps or porches or stairs, especially like stairs, wooden stairs that don't have you know, anything underneath so the wind can blow through those. Those are going to be a little bit icy today yeah. or this morning. So be careful when you go out there. Roads don't seem to be too much of a problem. I think they're just wet. But because that sunshine we had yesterday kind of warmed them up a little bit. So that's helpful. But, yeah, it's not a very nice day out there, Rusty. Was this your picking for the, the weather today? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Thank yeah, I'm, you. I'm in, a, I'm in a bad mood. You want to just share it with everyone. Yeah. Everybody must pay. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I'm glad. You know, there, there there was somebody in a bad mood yesterday, too, because I was at a city meeting last night, and I got there in plenty of time. I, I mean, I didn't get there at the last minute or anything like that. I was there, like, at, at least 12 to 15 minutes before the meeting. Well, when I... Went around the corner to park. There was nothing on the side of the city office available except the drop box parking. Yeah. And I have parked in that space for the last mm, 15 years if there's nothing else available. Yeah. But last night, somebody was having a bad day. Yeah. And so they left a note on my car. I And when I saw it, it was an envelope. And I thought, oh, and, and I have a friend who has a business downtown. I thought she was leaving me a note. So I took it, you know, took it off my car and I looked at it and it said, butthead. Oh, Only no, that's not what it said. Butthead. No, that's not, that's not what it said. It had a different letter than the butthead. A lot uh, of different letters. Parking. <laughs> a lot of different letters. Well, it rhymed with butt, butthead. Eh, kind of. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And so, and it's like, I, th- okay. I think you'd be talking about, you know, a deer, a buck. That, that, yes. that, that, oh, that, yeah. that rhymes Buckhead, with it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's like, even I worse even, than what I thought it was. <laughs> I even have my handicapped parking sticker there because I can, but the handicapped parking is at the front of the building. That means yeah. I have to walk all the way down, around and down, and my walking is limited. And so right. I parked right there. That's true. Yeah. Somebody, somebody didn't like that, that I parked there. And, well. and in reality, okay, it was the 21st. Bills just came out yesterday. Oh, yeah. So, I, but they definitely are efficient, though. They were there to pay it right away on the first day they got it mm-hmm. instead of, you know, whatever. So, but yeah. Yeah, so somebody else was having a bad day yesterday, Rusty. You can have yours today. Just don't leave any butt head uh, notes on anybody's car, okay? I thought they were leaving you a tip. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, but the other part of that is, you know, somebody who is really witty would have left their their bill and their check there, saying, "Since you park here, <laughs> could you take you care mind, of me? Would you? Yeah. Do you mind dropping this off? Yeah. 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 While I you're here, uh, we used to have a camera, a dash cam. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I wish we had the dash cam yeah. still. Now, I bet you I could go downtown, check with some merchants or the city. I, I may be able to find a camera that would show <laughs> me who that was. But, yeah, I think it's time to get the dash cam just, back up so that I can see who that is. Yeah. But, yeah. So there's another voice with us this morning, if nobody recognized it. Uh, it's Greg Hildebrand. He is right now the interim director of the Marsh County Economic Development Corporation. Good morning. Hi, Greg. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Uh, I, I talked to you last night at the uh, redevelopment. Yes, that at was, the meeting I was that at. That was before you got your note. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, maybe. And I told you, maybe we could talk 21 minutes about the <laughs> seven-minute meeting. See if we could do yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet we could, actually. <laughs> and there is a piece of the meeting um that does involve you, so we should talk about that. Sure. It's uh, Pitco had helped uh, PMG, the Plymouth Molding Group. Uh, they built a uh, manufacturing center, a, bu- a building for, for PMG to relocate into. And it's in the TIF zone. Um, and in lieu of a uh, tax abatement for the building, Pitco has uh, just... Redevelopment Commission is going to help Pitco out with uh, reimbursing them some funds on the first two uh, tax. It'd be thirty thousand dollars a year for Pitco to help them. Uh, they're going to have to look for additional land somewhere. They're they're running out of uh, lots to sell. They've got a purchase agreement on one, and uh, they're uh, and they split off some undevelopable land here. Uh, you probably remember hearing oh, about that. Oh, is a that while. where they're clearing? Yeah. Up there. Well, uh, over by the road that wraps from uh, pretzels over to the wellhead. Oh, okay, that one. Okay. They they got the the road yeah. dedicated back to the city, and they'll and part of that's uh, not developable back there. It's exactly, wetland. Exactly. Yeah. And, and forested or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a mess. So now you you don't sit on Pidco's board. No, we work with Pidco. Uh, okay. And Pidco has their uh, monthly meetings in our conference room, but uh, I don't know. I'm not part of. But um, part of your job is you help companies get tax abatements. So in lieu of getting that tax abatement, which actually, I don't know how to explain it, because it doesn't cost, it doesn't 
cost to get the tax abatement necessarily. I mean, right. it's not like, you know, the, the city hands you back money. No, no, You no. don't have to pay in so much tax money. Right. So the $60,000 that PIDCO is asking for is less money than the, than what would not be gathered through the tax process. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of complicated to yeah, explain it's that. Yeah, it's, you know, as PIDCO's uh, put in uh, resources and and given land to the city and to the uh, uh, help to develop that area. This is to uh, help them recoup some of that cost so that they can go and develop other areas. And, and their and their plan, I, I believe their plan with this $60,000, which actually the building was constructed in 2022, mm-hmm. so it'll be appraised in 2023. Yeah. I, and their first draw, uh, uh, you know, or tax abate or their first yeah. property taxing will be in 2024 and it may even be go longer than that because actually uh nipsco has it's still delayed. not finished it's still not, it's <laughs> not we don't have a, a certificate of occupancy just yet but we're very hopeful that this month is the first part of next month <laughs> that, that we will uh i've heard that nipsco has a transformer it's just a matter now getting it here getting it in Installed and getting uh, PMG moved over. So, uh, so they actually that would mean the assessment would take place this year. And their bill would. Well, no, it'd be assessed in in twenty three. Then in twenty four, their bill would go out yeah. and it would be due for twenty five right. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so the so it's a couple they wouldn't years get down. any money until twenty five and right. twenty six. Exactly. And and the plans that they have with that money well uh to use it for uh additional uh development here in in the city uh that's pitco's going through a, a strategic plan right now as far as uh should they be looking for land uh should they be looking at what's available now and purchasing land is there structures there are some structures that need something done with them is that something that pitco should step up and do uh a developer probably isn't it's not an attractive structure it's not an attractive <laughs> site in its present condition that's maybe something pitco could step to up make and it do look yeah, yeah make it better so that that's they're they haven't there's no concrete but that sixty thousand will go into that to have funding to help that I did get the impression because um, actually Pidco uh, Don Wendell was mm-hmm. there last month, um, and 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 you were there too helping mm-hmm. to support this. Um, and I did get the impression last month from at least one of the redevelopment commission members that they really didn't want to see that sixty thousand dollars used to buy property to expand. I think they wanted that to maybe be able to go towards either improving something they already have or somehow enticing right. business um and that and that's that's kind of what you do though greg in your yeah. position is you you entice business to stay here mm-hmm. to expand here and then to bring in new business so right. you kind of have three different yeah. hats that you have to yeah, uh, and, float and, around in and pitco is a very uh nice resource to have uh, presently, I'm working with them on a on a uh, food manufacturer, uh, looking for a site. They're talking to them, doing much like they did for 
PMG in that uh, maybe we could create a, uh, a structure, you know, to lease to them? Uh, or is there a present structure that we could purchase and lease to them uh, so that we can keep them here in the, in the community? And um, so that 60000 could be used in, in a situation like that where, you know, they have property and it just needs uh, some uh, rehabilitation. So last night, the Redevelopment Commission did pass the resolution that they are interested in adding this, and they're calling it a project, mm -hmm. um, and it's a support project for right. PITCO, uh, adding that onto the project list in TIF District Number 3. Right. Now it goes next before the Plymouth Plan Commission. They look at the request and make sure it fits into the city's comprehensive plan, um, which it does. I mean, that's yeah. building in the industrial park. It's you know, keeping a business here, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then it goes to the city council. They, too, review that request. Um, they make sure they're all in favor of what's going on. Then it comes back to the Redevelopment Commission. They conduct a public meeting on it uh, where the public actually gets to come in and ask questions if they mm -hmm. want. And then the, they would approve a confirming resolution that says we're, you know. that right. and And then that project would get added onto the list. Correct. So... It, it there is a step-by-step -step process that you have to oh, go through course. for that. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of no, course. <laughs> nothing, nothing is, is no, you know, no. and for, it written in stone, and yeah. you go through the steps. And and for good reason. I mean, I'm being flippant, but at the same time, there's good reasons why we don't want to just pass out $60,000 checks yeah. to people to show up at the city. Exactly. Home, you know, you know so, just yeah. show up and ask, and you can get $60,000, Rusty. <laughs> There you go. Really? <laughs> you could try it. Yeah. Never. The worst thing to say is no. Okay. Who who handles is the clerk's office? Put me on the agenda uh, for the next time. I you know because you're you're convincing me it's worth a try. <laughs> Definitely. There you go. Yep. So, Greg, you also attended the commissioners' meeting on Monday. Yes. Um, and then after that. There was a work session. Did you stick around? I could not stick around for that. I uh, had another meeting I had to get to. Um, I know that they, uh, that was the work session that the council had uh, arranged for them and the uh, commissioners. It wasn't the most convenient time for the commissioners. So I know, I think one commissioner was able to make yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. One so commissioner they, attended, although it was a work session for the county council. Okay. Um, but during the commissioner's meeting, you were there again. Yep. Um, and you were actually coming in support of a project or some assistance that the town of La Paz has asked the county commissioners for. Yes, the town of La Paz is working on uh, providing water to uh, the town, and it's a much-needed um, utility up there. They uh, presently have sewer, but they don't have water, and water is a... Uh, much needed resource for not only the health and well-being of the La Paz citizens and, his, and the children, uh, especially at the school up there, but also uh, for development. Uh, it's a, uh, often we get asked, you know, about how much uh, water, what's the utility like, how much water flow and stuff. And you tell them uh, it's whatever you want to drill, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's really on you then. It's it's a lot less attractive to develop, you know. And so um, the town of, of La Paz has been working for some time now on a project that would bring a water system to their community. So basically, every home in that community has their own private well. Yeah. 
Um, every business has a well to have water so they can operate and do business. And the town would like to actually put in a, a, a water treatment plant and be able to provide water to all of the residents and businesses. Um, and they would actually go as far north, basically, as the county line. Yeah. Right up there to the schools. Um, the schools do not have a sprinkler system because they don't have water available to yeah. them. They don't have the whole And if there is a fire in La Paz, many times they end up going maybe up to the school to tanker water down from one of their wells there, mm -hmm. tanker it down to the community so that they can work on that fire. So so they don't have hydrants, no. you know, like all you know, other towns have. And and they have and a then, well at the uh, firehouse that they can they, fill they up pump the, there too. Yeah. yeah. But in reality in this day and age and in you know they're between South Bend and Plymouth, so they they're on. Yeah. They have been on a main drag for a number of years. Now they're on the secondary drag, um, but to not have a water system, yeah, is definitely. And and it is uh, a, a very expensive undertaking to get <laughs> in this day and age. Uh, the the amount of money that it takes just to get the permits and the engineering and the design work and uh, it, it's. It's really staggering, you know, when you think about, you know, how, how did our forefathers <laughs> do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and so what they did was they asked the commissioners if they could uh, use some of their ARPA funds, which is exactly, this is exactly the type of project that ARPA funds were designed to be used when they, when they first, uh, you know. Came out, they talked about yeah. infrastructure projects, exactly. and infrastructure was not roads. Right. It, it so, was water and sewer and broadband, basically, yeah. were the and three main ones. So they asked the commissioners for $430,000 uh, be set aside for them. Uh, that's what their uh, requirements for this next year are going to be in the process of, of bringing water to the community. Um, and that's not, I mean, we're not even, that, we're not getting to the, the construction phase no, at all. No, no, no. This, this is getting them prepared so they can go seek um, a bond and you know a low term, low interest lease and the possibility of applying for grants. They need to do uh, more study work um, and and to be able to you know answer every question, especially from the state revolving fund. That that is where they're looking at getting some of the funding for this project, and. They had a, they had submitted some paperwork to the state revolving fund who came back and said, okay, this isn't enough. We need to know this and this right. and this and this and this. And so that's where the $430,000 comes in. we got to do this and this and this and this and this before we can even go ask for some help. Right. There's a – in, in – the, the cost for this uh, this year would, would include things like water system management plan, asset management plan, new well site survey, easement acquisition and, and negotiation, land acquisition and negotiation, wells, test drilling, and water quality. I mean, these are just um, things that – this is all preliminary work that needs to be done this year in a, before they get into the real – The big part of it. Yeah. Um, ultimately, Linda – can't remember her last name, but Linda from Wessler Engineering um, said ultimately this is a $21 million plan. Yeah, Linda S Sanders. Sanders, oh, yeah. yes. Um, and uh, Commissioner uh, Stan Klotz did ask, well, is, is it something that we can do in phases maybe? And she said, 
this is the smallest project that can be done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a gigantic. Unfortunately, it's not a gigantic project, but they are starting from scratch. They have right. nothing. Most communities, if they hire Wessler, well, Bourbon's hired Wessler, and yeah, they're Bourbon. doing a wa- uh, They're doing a water new wells. Yeah, they have and a, a, a they new, have two yeah. antiquated pumps over there in, in uh, Bourbon, and uh, one of them I, I don't I think one of them has gone down and, and needs repair, and the other one is similar in age, if I'm not mistaken, and and is doing a job now but <laughs> so they need to replace these these pumps and uh unfortunately it's expensive also it is but at least they've got the pipes down right you yeah know, the road and it's not it's like not that. 21 million dollars yes expensive, that's for sure. so um and and you have to think i mean the town of the past does not they're, they're limited on the number of, of citizens mm-hmm. i think there's like less than 400 homes in that yeah. community Obviously, the school is definitely interested in this. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the fire department, it would be, and it would actually lower your insurance costs because you would have fire yeah, hydrants yeah. and be closer to those. And, and it would make development uh, a lot more attractive. They, uh, we just had the first uh, residential project broke ground last yeah. year up there. Uh, Easter Day Constructions building a, a set of um, uh, townhouses or, or apartments, you know, uh, there on on the south side of La Paz, uh, but and that's going to require well, so that's you know <laughs> yes. that's a a big cost for them. Um, it, it'd be nice if if they could get this uh, for for everyone's. Like I said, the first first item is safety and health and safety. You know that's right. one of the main drivers behind this project. But on top of that is also uh, the development for not only Paz but the county. There's a. Uh, it's beneficial some, to the county. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I, I know when the new highway went in, so US 31 went in. I mean, it kind of like took La Paz and just shoved them to the corner. Right. Um, because you know they had all this traffic going up and down on yeah. 31, so people would stop and, mm-hmm. and and do things. Now they're out on the highway; they never even see La Paz, right. just an exit for it. But that exit can play in to future development for La Paz. Exactly. You know, right now we're also looking at uh, future development or future configuration of 30 and 31 here in Marshall County and and beyond. But uh, there's a lot of unknowns. Okay, what uh, crossroads are going to be called a sac what's going to be an intersection what's going to be a uh, just an overpass um it, that big unknown you know if you're if you're looking for land to develop long term uh you've got to c- take that into consideration you know what he, he, sure there's an intersection here now but in 10 20 years this may get called a sac off or or something <laughs> right. so what do i but that six and 31 intersection is not going to change that that's right that's set there are interested uh property owners there at that intersection that are looking at uh developing that that property uh the town is ready to annex out it's been there in their plan all along to to stretch the town out towards that intersection um they actually when they did that construction out there there are uh the infrastructure some of the infrastructure for a water system is in the ground already because they, they oh, while great. they were doing it they they put some uh some pipes in the yeah, ground as they were as prepared. they were doing the sewer they were putting water in there too because eventually someday it's gonna ha- it, you know it just 
<laughs> like I keep coming back to, to you happen. for health and safety. It's going to have to happen, you know. And now, and here's an opportunity to take advantage of that. So, and there, we heard about it. Actually, um, Commissioner Overmeyer said he heard you on the radio yeah. last month talk that Pitco is running out of ground um, to be able, to, you know, for a industrial park, and so here is possibly an opportunity mm -hmm. um if you go east of la paz on us6 there is the possibility from some industrial uh, maybe in another right, industrial right. park there exactly. which would so help the tax base in la paz sure sure uh, i mean you know if we get if we would get this water system in and then you would get a plant or two to locate there you could actually see the cost of water bills decrease for the residential homeowners yeah. because that plant could pay more of that cost. And and actually, and with that plant comes the need for more housing. <laughs> so then you yeah. could see more residential homes go. Oh, exactly. And and um, I don't know if you've spent much time on Highway Six, but it is with especially with the what has recently taken place with the rates on the toll road. We've seen <laughs> a lot more truck traffic on Six and Thirty. Uh, six is is a, a a busy a busy thoroughfare. It's a busy thoroughfare, <laughs> and it's not big, and it's mm -hmm. not it's not a great road. I, I'm going to say it because to me, it's a narrow road. It has no shoulders. Um, it's a dangerous road because we have all these county roads crossing it <laughs> yeah. um, at intersections. You know, and you get tired of waiting on traffic, and you say, okay, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. And you take off, and then there's something you didn't see. You're you're not paying attention. You missed it. So, but it does it does run over to Gary, you know, in in right. Westville it has there. Benefits. And so there, and then it also connects over to uh, Napanee and in the, the Lagrange area, and that. So, uh, yeah, it's a it is a busy busy highway. But to be able to get an industrial development sure. there at, with immediate access to us 31 yeah is great for you know somebody so oh yeah and 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 really uh that's not that far from the toll road you know 31 up to 20 sure. under the toll road and you yeah. see the development that the toll road you know uh, affords if you've ever been on the west side of south bend there's a <laughs> there's a lot of square footage in, in in industrial space up there uh so it's not out of the realm of possibility to get somebody there i'm not i'm not sure if you said it or one of the ladies said it but this four hundred and thirty thousand dollars that they're asking for from the county um somebody actually said this is just a drop in the bucket it, for what what they really need yeah he, uh yeah no they, there was uh somebody uh, there was a an idea that there might be other uh funding sources coming down the pike that, that it wasn't uh, available right this moment but but they they said there was some additional funding sources coming be, being figured and stuff and it's and i and i it was me i said this is just the tip of the iceberg of what okay, yes. the funding are, is going to be required 21 million dollars there will be other funding uh opportunities available and but we've got this uh arpa funds which were designed and and, and distributed with this type of project in mind uh really it, this seems like a uh, something that needs to be taken care of here um i i will tell you marshall county commissioner kevin overmeyer uh appeared to be in favor of it sure um he did suggest even of using half of the funds from arpa 
So, you know, 215000 out of ARPA and then 250000 out of the county's rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. So they're not using quite so much ARPA funds. Um, you know, I mean, the town has to do something. Yeah, so I think it's great to support them. And this is... Everybody has to have water. Right. Yeah, they've got wells, but some of the some of the neighbors up there say that you know they're concerned about the quality of the well water that oh, they have. Yeah. Oh, sure, uh, sure. That, that you know it, it smells, and some of them are using now filters yeah. to to be you know try and provide their family uh, you know a little bit of a surety that the drinking water that they're using and cooking with is safe but uh it it is a a health and safety issue that needs to be addressed exactly yeah and um it's a it's a type of infrastructure that uh that modern you know as you attract population and and families to your area which is uh, key to our success is getting you know people to to move in this is one of those uh amenities or infrastructure pieces that people just come to expect you know they just when they move into a community they just expect a clean clean water uh and that's 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 what's behind this effort is you just got to expect it when you go to the tap you can rely on the water coming out of it i i think the part of the issue will be that so many of those homeowners have lived there for a while you know they put their well in years ago it's working just fine. There is no mandate that requires them to hook up to this. Um, obviously, there is going to be a tap fee to yeah. get hooked on. Um, I believe yesterday in that conversation, or on Monday in that conversation, that it might have been uh, suggested that it could be like $3,500 to get hooked on. And some people are going to say, look, I don't pay anything. My, the, my water just comes up. I don't have to pay for it. Right. Um, but... If your well goes out, then you have to pay dearly <laughs> exactly. to get that fixed. Yeah. Um, but so they're a little bit. I, I would think that some of the residents are going to be apprehensive of having a monthly water bill. Then, uh, so that makes it hard to, you know, sell the project to to some. I would think. But to others that's would say sure. Yes. Not used to to paying a monthly water yes. bill. Yeah. That that's that's going to be new to them, but. Uh, it, it is something that you pay monthly for, uh, and you don't have that big sticker shock all of a sudden when you need a new well or the well head <laughs> needs replaced or, or the pump or something like that. You just, right. every month you're paying it, and it's, it's you know, it's got peace of mind, too, that you know that that's, uh, water's being tested and inspected, and uh, you, could, you have a, that ease. I, I, I do not know, um, but that is North Township. Yes, and I, I'm just wondering. I mean, people, people talk about all the money the townships have. Uh, there's been this uh, discussion since 2016 about, you know, all these townships and libraries have all this money that's sitting there, just collecting interest, doing nothing. Um, that's kind of tongue in cheek there yeah, a little yeah. bit, uh, but. I'm I'm wondering if there is, and it wouldn't be substantial like this, obviously, but I'm wondering if the township may even be able to, at some point, pony up, you know, twenty or thirty or forty thousand dollars to help towards that project. Right. Too. Sure. I I don't I don't know I I don't know the North Township's finances that well. That, but uh, it's it's certainly worth an ask, you Goodness, know, or inquire. I have something in my notes. 
in my, from my January meeting, the commissioners meeting, that Don Nunemaker came and and gave us a list of oh, all that's these right. yeah. money. So I've got that back there. I'll have to go <laughs> look and see. And, but, you know, that's township money. And I don't know the rules for townships to be able to spend their money, you know, if it, I mean, if it yeah. would be beneficial. Now, this it would this be. will this water line will go past the town the city line and mm-hmm. into the county when you're going up to the school. Yeah. And actually I when you're going eastward towards Bremen. Right. So there would be some benefit to rural residents who may have the ability to hook on that if that water line's going in front of their house um and they wanted to hook on, I'm pretty sure that they could hook on. Yes, because they live outside of the town limits that they may have to pay a, a slightly higher cost in their monthly bill by, might be slightly more, but would give them peace of mind, too, to know that they are going to have good, clean, quality drinking water. And, you know, there's going to be a hydrant there. Right. If my barn burns down or my house, there's access to, you know, water for that for safety. Yeah, that's that's this part I, I didn't know if, uh, and I think it is, a, isn't that a Union North uh, Fire Department? Yes. So that would be the North Township trustee would would have a say in that fire department and and this is an asset for the fire protection so so we'll see yeah i i just like the whole thing i mean they're they're trying to look anywhere and everywhere um uh, for grants and and things to help get this project oh yeah so i i would really like to see that happen four hundred thousand is a surprisingly small percentage of 20 what was it 25 million but for a community the size of la paz it's a big they're already spending a ton of money by hiring westler to get to do the preliminary work that they've done so far right so uh you know if if we can help them out i I would really like to see the county help them out no so there you've got my vote there you go okay so where do you want to go from here greg um well (laughs) I, we, we were talking about Pitco at the redevelopment last yes. night, and and uh, I I can tell you that uh, Pitco has a uh, purchase agreement uh, pending with a uh, p- potential um, uh, land sale. It'll be just a land sale of one of their lots uh, to be developed. Uh, it's uh, early yet, so we'll see how that works out, and then. Uh, they're also, like I said, I'm working with them on, on uh, possibly another project, much like PMG. But uh, we're so, it, and that one's early yet too. So, we'll just and the one that has a purchase agreement is that for an existing or a new? New, new. Oh, that's new, even better. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, we want to help the existing businesses, right. but if we can get a new business yeah, no uh, to locate here too that's even better yeah. so 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 that, that that's all good uh pitco they had their uh annual meeting uh last month uh, i think uh, it w- and it was a good turnout it was nice um and they are in a good position uh but I, like i said they are looking at doing some uh, strategic uh analysis as far as uh, what what the future of pitco looks like Good. And they they are uh, now um, taking part in. I I'm not sure if you're aware that the city is undergoing a comprehensive planning yes. process. Pitco's it's in, been pretty quiet though. Yeah, it's you still know. it's still really early in that process too. We uh, meet a, I think this afternoon. I I'm I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, we did a vision session last time uh, and that was interesting and what what kind of vision you want to see for the city of 
of Plymouth. Uh, I'm not sure what came out of it. We're still, <laughs> we'll finish that up today. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's still early in that. And those those processes, in order to get enough uh, public engagement and input, it takes a uh, a good year or so. So, are you involved? Are, are you a committee member like on that because of the more like the industrial right, side of exactly, things? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to see because uh, part of that comprehensive plan is uh, land use. You know what 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 kind of use do you want to do with the assets of the of the community? You know, do we want to put housing in in as we grow at this part and industrial over here and we probably don't want to intermingle those too much if we can avoid it you know and uh so yeah it's uh, looking at the comprehensive plan actually is like yes looking far out into the future 2040 i believe is is what we're supposed to be uh what we want to see plymouth become in 2040 so it, it it's you have to have a little visionary going on yeah. there but when we're in our jetsons cars <laughs> flying from you know, pizza bills out to uh, Spacely Sprockets. Oh, I forgot to tell you about pizza <laughs> I want a robot made. Robot made? <laughs> oh, me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but talking about pizza bills, I have to tell you, we picked up our kids from South Carolina Saturday evening at the South Bend Airport at 6. And so coming home, they they were talking about all the different places they wanted to eat while they were home. And so Katie said, well, I, we have to go to Pete's Bills. I said, well, it's only carry out now. What? I said, yeah, it's only carry out now. And, and I said, and they come in Saturday night. I said, and they're not open on Sundays or Mondays. And they're flying out Tuesday morning. Oh, no. And so she's like, well, so in the car, driving home from the airport, she calls and orders a pizza from Pizza Bills. Before we even get to our house, we stop at Pizza Bills, <laughs> pick up her pizza, and then she goes on down. We go on down to the house. They eat some pizza, and then they come back up, go to the brass rail where they're going to have dinner with a, a, a whole <laughs> gang of friends that are, are meeting up. I guess because they ate a little pizza at home, instead of having dinner, they ended up having appetizers um, and hanging out with their friends. And then... Uh, that night, Saturday night, after we picked them up, Jim and I went to King Cairo's and got dinner. Oh. Well, they wanted Cairo's. <laughs> so Monday night, they they needed to go to King Cairo's because they wanted their Cairo's because you just can't find them like that down there. So It's Heroes, by the oh. way. Yes. My Greek roommate would have been all Heroes. over you. Heroes. We used to say As that. in H-E-R-O-S? Heroes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my uh, my roommate from Greece in college, we would say gyros just to pee oh. him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he'd go crazy. You Americans, you don't even know how to say Greek words. You don't, and he would just go off on oh, heroes, man. heroes. So next time I go there, I need to say I need two heroes. There you go, heroes, okay. heroes. Gotta they'll say fall, it with the accent. They'll fall off their chair. Like I actually know what they're saying. <laughs> But I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. They kind of had, they knew exactly where they wanted to go. Sure, sure. And the food they wanted to get. Okay, so I digress. I'm sorry about no, that. No, no, We're no. They didn't, get, they didn't get the best shake in Plymouth. Come on! Uh, they, they've not been here since we've had the best shake in that's, Plymouth. That's the best a, shake in Plymouth, though. Where's the best shake in Plymouth? Low Bob's, North Michigan Street. Low Bob's, North yes. Michigan yes. Street. 
Best shake in town. Across the street from what is going to be Dunkin' yeah, Donuts. Dunkin' yes. Donuts. Yeah. Oh, nice segue. Oh, that's a good. You know what? You, 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 you. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. segue. Yeah, we we got Dunkin' Donuts coming on the south or the north side of Plymouth. So when that happened, that's I, that's uh, retail. I I don't good, have. Did a, you get any? Do, I mean, did um, they start out with you and then you go? Well, I really don't. I can't so, help you on that. Or oh, I I don't tell them that. Okay, you always <laughs> I, help. Them. I, I always help them, and I, but I'll tell them that you know that's really not my forte, and and that uh you know here's some. Uh, resources for you you know you might check here here and here you know and that you know if he if he, if that doesn't get you anywhere come back and we'll see if we can't get kathy bard off at the radio station <laughs> to help yeah, you out but yeah. no um yeah uh i i get them from occasion so i don't really know if if that one started with me i do get site selectors for retail occasionally and i and they don't they never tell you exactly what they're looking for just that it's either you know uh food or or retail of some sort they're, you they're know. very you know secretive about that, that. and they, they're very chavez about that <laughs> they, there you go they have they have their sites uh pretty well selected before they ever reach out to you you know they they want to look at a certain area now can we find a lot that fits in that area so uh, but I, I've taken a couple around, you know, uh, uh, it's always interesting to show them what yeah. Plymouth has to offer, Marshall ah. County. So. Yes, because your position actually is that you are for all of Marshall exactly, County. Exactly, yeah. Uh, as the interim director of Marshall County Economic Development Corporation. So you know what buildings are available in this county and you mm -hmm. know what lots are available in the different communities, right. not and, just and, Plymouth. And, and uh, that happens quite a bit they'll call about plymouth you know and, and um maybe there just isn't anything that fits the the bill in plymouth but i know argus has a couple sites down there and bourbon of course has some sites that are sitting ready to be developed and bremen um bremen's uh not as much but a couple and so yeah it just depends on what they're looking for and they're and most of the time they're very uh receptive to uh to looking within this area because it's all it's close yeah it's not a, a big travel right. uh, speaking of that i did listen to the bourbon town council meeting that you were at recently mm -hmm. um and you actually publicly i guess announced a project that's going to be happening in bourbon uh it's a multi-million dollar uh project uh, five for shells 5.8 million dollar uh personal property uh it's a capital investment of 5.8 million dollars for a uh shells creates uh cores for uh the the molding uh metal mold industry and what there this will be is a 3d printer of these molds uh the a couple things that uh with this 3d printing uh, technology they can do more elaborate type of uh, molds and their customers are asking for that more and more plus the turnaround time for uh, fabrication work that where they want to test a, a product you know that that turnaround time is now greatly reduced you know they can uh, 3d model it and then print it out in this in this core and uh, test it that way uh, so in order to be relevant in the core industry, they really need to. This is a, a, 
where the direction they need to move in. Um, so they're making the investment of $5.8 million to, to wow. set one of this up. It's going to, it's uh, going to be, you know, building that's been underutilized for a while over there on their uh, campus on their facilities. So that, that'll be nice. It'll clean up and uh, what has been kind of a neglected area. They also, uh, the jobs are, are high tech, you know, 3d printing, 3d modeling, jobs so these are uh pay higher than average wages you know so uh no we're really excited about i think you actually kind of gave up they're they're gonna be close to thirty dollars an hour you know in that range uh these these particular jobs you know and and make the uh the whole facility much more productive so now, some people might not know where Shells Shells is, is uh, uh, on Bourbon. Old Thirty on the east side of Bourbon as you're as you're leaving towards Etna Green, and it's on the south side of the road. It's it's uh, that uh, kind of right on the curve. Right, there. yeah, exactly. Um, years ago, way way years ago, it was the UPS hub there. That yeah. that was actually I I'd, I'd go over there with my mom many times, and she would be mailing something to our grand grandparents. In Florida, yeah. we'd ha- you at that time, you know, you drove over to UPS and yep. did your drop off, and then it would go down to Florida. So it's right there on the far east side of right. town. So mm-hmm. that's great for them, though. And that's oh, you know, it's, it's perfect. Five point eight million dollars is that's a nut to crack, though. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's a yeah. lot of money. So, th- so yeah, the town of Bourbon's excited to get those jobs and that and that uh, personal property, you know, uh, asset uh, assessed valuation. So, so will we- they go? F- do they have tax abatements in Bourbon? So they'll go sure. for a tax mm-hmm. abatement? That, and that's exactly what, okay. what we were there. I was there for uh, the, the tax abatement process is a two-step process. And that the first uh, step is declaring it an economic revitalization zone. Uh, you got to go in front of the council, get that approved. And then you come back for a declor, declor, I cannot declaration. Declaration. Uh, a the, declaratory resolution. The declaratory, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> the next time. And uh, th- that's when uh, actual tax abatement. And so so there. And uh, and you know, because you prepare this paperwork for this, um, they are asking seven-year, ten-year? Seven-year uh, phase in. And phase it. And that's. That's big, and that's something right. since Greg has been at the helm. I think actually since Laura had been at the helm, we actually, back when Jerry was here, Jerry Chavez, we actually had some tax abatements that were uh, seven year or ten year, and it was they didn't pay anything. Yeah, they're one hundred percent. Yeah, yes. they, and those are you can do that. That's a super abatement. Um, and and we do get requests for those and and then, honestly sometimes those are warranted i uh, i would never i wouldn't say that never grant those uh but typically those are for very large very needed investments you know something that and that's something that everybody needs to remember was the very first step in a tax abatement is that but for question but for this tax abatement this project wouldn't move forward uh, so, so this is not uh, lost revenue. That it's Correct. revenue that would never have been gained, and you're just putting off, easing into this additional assessed valuation and the and the taxes that come with it. And and I I don't remember if I talked last month about. Um, I had a discussion that um, sometimes I think our own messaging is. Uh, 
misleading in a in unintentionally, but in a way that you know we we talk about projects as in how much tax revenue this uh, project will contribute, you know, and I I think what comes across uh, unintentionally is that that is additional tax revenue to the to the uh, taxing body, and that's really not fair. That what that what is in reality happening is that they that is their share of the tax revenue that will be collected reducing everybody else's share because the the tax levy is set downstate through the DLGF they say how much tax revenue you can tax how much revenue you can bring in what your tax levy should be so whether you have 5 people paying in or 105 people paying in that's what the levy is going to be. Now, if you have five, everybody's going to pay a lot more. Correct. If you have 105, everybody's going to pay a lot less. And that's how these uh, these projects add. It's not that when we say, you know, they're going to bring uh, $200,000 more in tax revenue <laughs> per year. That isn't $200,000 surplus that they we have to find a place to spend it or it's <laughs> going to go into coffers or something. That just means that of that tax revenue that you're going to be bringing in, they're going to pick up $200,000. And so everybody else's share gets reduced by that. Does it, is that, uh, you know, I, that I, makes sense. You know, yeah, and I think sometimes when we say, yeah, you yeah. know, that this project's going to bring in so much tax revenue, and then we talk about a tax abatement, people are like, oh, we're getting screwed. We're getting out. We don't get to collect that, you know? Well, uh, <laughs> that's not. What you're not getting is the help the first year, and the second year you're getting a little more help, and you know that it's mm-hmm. just easing it into the help. Of can I can I jump in a sec? Yeah. I just thought of something that might. I I hope I'm not apples to oranges, but I'm thinking it, it's similar to the concept of if you're renting an apartment, the down payment, the the yeah. first and last month's rent. What you're doing is taking that away so that they can actually get into the apartment and then. Or or you're or, or not taking away, but saying okay, the 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 we're gonna add. You're gonna pay a higher rent the first six months to pay for that first month's right. rent. You know, exactly. So the landlord isn't out anything. No, but he's, he's collecting just not getting it that, later. Yeah, and and that's kind of the the thing I was thinking is it's similar as what you're trying to do is help them into a rental. Exactly, and then. You know, collected on the back end rather than the front end, right? Because um, the uh, taxes, for instance, that tax abatement over in Bourbon on that five point eight million dollar investment, uh, just rough figures because uh, you don't know what the tax rate is going to be the other six years. You only know what it's going to be. Uh, well, you don't even know what it'll be the first year yeah. because it changes. <laughs> it changes, you know. Yeah. But uh, um, considering what the rate is today and if that rate would just stay consistent through the seven years you know and that the assessed valuation of that personal property would start off at the full 5.8 million um, they're going to save about one hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars in taxes over the life of that investment that that is real money that is helpful to them now the county gets uh about that in additional revenue right or it, 
there I go again, <laughs> and, and, and helping, you know, that that's the real revenue coming to the county, that, that money. Um, but they also are gaining uh, the income taxes of the people right. working there, yeah. the sales tax. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's the additional, uh, yeah. there are additional right. taxes, and, and the stores are getting, you know, as those people are buying gas in the community and things like that, there are things offset so it's so it's about a hundred thirty eight thousand dollar investment by the uh taxing body that they didn't have to spend they didn't have to come up with the hundred thirty eight thousand it's just less over the seven years and they're they're recouping it in other ways yeah but the benefit on the other side is it's backloaded right exactly greater yeah um you know and especially in this case you don't i mean it could have been Either we get this or we're not going to be able to survive. Exactly, or yeah. It, in other cases, it can be, well, either we're going to get this or they're moving us to Pennsylvania or, right, right, or something right. like this. So tax abatements are a very typical and common thing in the toolboxes for communities exactly. to either keep companies or attract companies. Right, and right. every company expects that there will be a tax abatement available yeah yeah and uh it's just at what level they expect them you know and that's where we deal and, and negotiate with them you know that uh, uh yes we we are willing to meet you you know and provide this incentive for you to locate here uh but at the same time you know uh we're not willing to give away the farm to I, I don't know if if you've been working on this one or not, but I and I, and it's still early on, I believe. But I think down in Culver, there um, there seems to be a project, and I think it is. I'm trying to think if it's the uh, whatever it is, the, the fancy storage units, the executive oh, storage yeah. units, <laughs> um, or there is also going to be a, a, a residential development, right? Actually, by kind of like by the same company, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Down there. Um, and there has been some discussion early on in this project uh, about them seeking the tax abatement. Yes, uh, and that's ongoing. There, um, you're right. There, and I'm not sure if it's one of them or both of those projects. That yeah, they have not, going on. but they do have both of them going on. And and you'll remember that Culver got a uh, ready grant for the infrastructure to that part yeah, of town right. uh, because as in order for these developments to to happen, they're going to need to extend the water and sewer. Uh, in the roads out to that part of the community uh so they they've got those uh funds from ready to do that um and they're moving forward with it uh yeah it's uh and then do all developers basically come through you in this county and then you along with them go to the different communities and present the tax abatement request uh not necessarily we we are uh willing to help and, and assist in any way we can and we would like to to help all any and all that come through there but but they occasionally they will um do that themselves you know and and um it it's it's what we do every day so we're we're well versed in it we help them uh i'm helping that that particular company on on uh tax abatement now okay. as we speak and um uh but yeah they uh sometimes they 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 do it themselves and it and it works out it doesn't work out sometimes but and your services through marsh county economic development corporation are free to mm-hmm. the yeah. industrial yeah we don't we don't uh we don't 
uh, invoice anybody or, wow. or but we do have uh, investors. I was going to say, so then how do you guys survive? <laughs> we have investors that uh, see the benefit, just like Pitco was first uh, developed, you know, by uh, commercial and uh, retail people here in the community said, hey, if we want to grow our businesses, we've got to grow this industrial base out there. We've got this opportunity to provide. So they formed Pitco and and uh, d- bought some land and started marketing it for development. Uh, that's much what we do. Uh, our investors see that, hey, uh, it's in everybody's best interest that we have an organization that is focused on economic development in the county that can do this uh every day all day and uh, so they invest uh, in us and and they know and they realize that in uh, the long run they they are a beneficiary of that oh that's cool yeah it really is so okay so I'm tra- we talked about bourbon la paz plymouth culver culver yeah uh we had to mention that now uh look like Bremen, I've got the. There's a couple uh, stellar projects still going on in Bremen. We got the Jackson Street project. That's going to be a, a small community shell type uh, there. They're going to uh, be a downtown park type structure, and in their their outdoor pool, there's uh, still working on the, the final Design what that's going to that. yeah what that's going to look like. But that's uh, stellar. Now Argus, I I did. Um, First of all, they're, they're building trades houses going down. The LLN building trades yes. that uh, Plymouth yes. Argus is uh, going on in the, their uh, subdivision down there. They have a new subdivision of South End of Argus that they're uh, building a house in, and Argus uh, is behind is developing that. Uh, it's going along well. It's, it's uh, And that is the building trades class that typically operates out of Plymouth. Exactly, yeah. But they are building the house in Culver this year. Or Argus. Argus this Argus year. Argus this year. And yeah. so, and actually they will probably build another one next year that, in that same That's subdivision. the way it's leaning, yeah. It looks um, like they so, will. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, yeah. uh, you know, a, yeah. a plus down there. Uh, yeah, they have a, a lot more, uh, this next year they have a lot more kids signed up for early here. It's early enrollment for, for CTE program. Uh, they, have, they had quite a bit of interest in that program so hopefully uh we can accommodate all that but then uh argus just had a what they call discovery day last week and uh, juniors and seniors uh the argus juniors and seniors were able to tour uh sequel wire uh american that's the the high-end uh trailer porta potties <laughs> yeah, yeah fancy ones that very fancy and itamco uh they got an wow. opportunity to see uh what it's like to work in those facilities and also what types of positions are available not only the uh production line or the, the machine operators you know but also what what takes place in the office you know you have marketing human resources accounting could be engineering engineering is a big one yeah that, that they uh, so they learned a little bit about what goes on in those buildings and all the different uh positions that are available that was really nice that that was uh, sponsored through uh it's argus community development corporation acdc and that's uh <laughs> the uh group that did that and then they also had support from the break room the huyens uh mm-hmm. bar down there and then uh been there, dumped that. I, I don't know if you oh i've seen that yes yeah, the, the, it's out on the 31 yep, there the mm-hmm dumpsters I, and i've actually used those dumpsters i, I would recommend <laughs> you, it's a good program you call they dump it in your driveway and 
You fill it up? It's spring, spring cleaning is right around the corner. Yeah. And so don't be surprised, neighbors, when you see a dumpster out in front of Greg's. He's doing some serious spring cleaning this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's really nice, though, for those students to be able to kind of... Tons of them. I mean, they may yeah. know that that plant's there, but they absolutely really don't know anything about exactly. what's happening in that yeah. plant. Yeah, and, so. and they... Um, also had some uh, entrepreneurs come in and talk during lunch. Uh, people that had started businesses locally, like uh, Mr. Uh, Lee from Been There, Dumped That, talked about franchise opportunities. You know how how that's a franchise, and he's a franchise, and he also has a U-Haul franchise, and what all's involved in that. And then they had the um, woman Alcorn that has the uh, uh, quilt shop. And, and it's this is the kind of retail model I've been talking about for a while now is that where she she built her business online and ran it out of her home, uh, established quite a web presence for quilts and quilting supplies and things of that nature. And then it began to take over her house, becoming a warehouse distribution area. So she then purchased a retail spot or, or I, I, I don't know if she purchased it or leased it, but got a retail spot in downtown Argus and now has a small storefront where you can walk in off the street and purchase uh, these items. But the vast majority of her business is going out the back door to, for online sales. So, uh, and I think that's uh, primitive quilts, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. But uh, it, that is a type of um, business model I think you're going to see more of. We have a one in here in Plymouth that, that fits that model. Uh, the dress shop across from the French press uh, is Allie and Evie's or Allie's yes. and something like that. I can't remember the name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that's their business model too. They started uh, online in their home, uh, built up a, a customer base, and then, and then found a, a, a good place to uh, work out of, and, and they have a small storefront there. So uh, that that's uh, she talked to the kids about, you know, she had a real passion for quilts and quilting, you know, which served her to get started in the business. And that's how most of those small entrepreneurs get started. You know, they have a real passion for for something that they love to do, want to turn it into a full-time occupation. But now there comes the ugly business of how do I run a business? You know, I mean, it, there's, you know, uh, now I've got paperwork I've got to fill out, government forms I've got I'm responsible for, um, payroll probably. You know, so these are the things that they need help with, and and we work with the Small Business Development uh, Association out of uh, South Bend and Indy and uh, provide some of those classes. I know we've done some down at Culver, and we're going to be starting those as a monthly uh, thing here in Plymouth at the MCDC uh, office so that uh, as people, you know, we want to encourage those people, but we want to give them a a head start or a hand up to, you know, yeah, you know fly fishing forward and backward, but when it comes to running a fly fishing store, let us us help you. You know, there's some... Hurdles that you probably don't realize are there. And we can help get you over that. Very interesting. Uh, let's see. Did we? Plymouth, uh, oh, Industrial Park. Uh, we we've got some expansions going on in Industrial Park. Um, Nipsco's looking at uh, 
doing some uh, work out there also as far as the infrastructure. So uh, I'm excited about what's going on out there. Uh, That's the one thing I'm wondering. Um, and I know uh, it is, and I don't know if you know this, um, the American Wheel or the the Steel Wheel yes, company, uh-huh, yeah. are, are they, I, I know when they came in, that was this robotic thing. It, it was. It, when they first came in, it, it was a Chinese uh, corporation, and they brought in some Chinese uh, technology, and it was a uh, semi-automated uh, steel wheel production line. Um, they have since uh, been purchased by Lion's Head. The Indiana Wheel Corporation is now a subsidiary of Lion's Head. Lion's Head's uh, a uh, supplier to the RV industry. Uh, for utility wheels of all sorts, they they not only do the steel wheels, but they also uh, do some custom wheels. And what they supply is the tires on the wheels. You know, so the, so they ship pallets of tires already inflated on the wheels, oh, wow. ready to go. You know, and, well, uh, they now own Indiana Wheel Corporation. They could never get and that. The, that technology that was first installed there, you know, quite honestly, never really lived up to the billing. You know, they couldn't get it as as efficient as uh, it was ever meant to be. Um, part of that may have been COVID because of the engineers, the Chinese True. engineers, you know, <laughs> couldn't stay. And, and so, for whatever reason, uh, they have requested and, and received a transfer of an abatement to, for a fully automated line. Uh the RV industry had had has been through kind of a downturn. You yes. Know. Uh, Lions had saw that and and said, you know, this is a time now when we they have idled Since some. Since it slowed down a yeah, little bit. Yeah. They idled part of their workforce and uh, they have concentrated on getting this uh, this new wheel line uh, constructed and installed, and that that is still ongoing. Presently, and I just uh, had a conversation with their uh, the local CEO Brian Smith. Um, they have 27 people that are working out there. Okay. Uh, they're producing about 25,000 wheels a month. So, okay. so they're still still working. Um, they the construction on a new line is still ongoing. Uh, it's going to go in um, phases or, or uh, steps. And and that first one, they think it'll be done, you know. And and of course, it's always that first one is the biggest hurdle to get over. Towards the end of summer, you know this, and and the September range, and then the uh, steps two and three will come quickly after to where the uh, beginning, the first quarter of 2014, they expect to be ramped up in in production. Twenty twenty four. 24, yes, I said 2014, didn't I? <laughs> 2024, they expect to be uh, calling back and, and back up to production. So, uh, Well, it, it kind of triggered me when you talked about NIPSCO and doing an upgrade because when they came in, NIPSCO had to do a major upgrade. Yeah. And you will notice it if you drive out there mm-hmm. on, what road is that? Uh, Pioneer? Oh, yes, on Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, You will see some major things at the road edge for yeah. nipsco yeah. Um, so and nipsco is actually doing upgrades all over the place i mean we've had right. a lot of a, a lot of new poles um in big stretches that are going right uh, and, you know taking down the old poles and putting up new poles and they're working on uh, some reliability issues too they want to be redundant in how power is getting to these substations because uh 
one of the substations that powers a lot of the industrial park only has one feeder line into uh. it. So what they're trying to do is run a second feeder line in there so that they can uh, be redundant and, and not have to worry about the outages. Oh. So they're working on that. There's uh, some additional industrial growth out there. So uh, we're looking forward to optimistic about 2023 here uh, on what's what's to come. Cool. So you have two other hats that I want to talk under. Okay. Um, are you, or are, are, have we pretty much covered I, economic? I, I think so. The uh, the only other thing was uh, the IEDC, the Indian Economic Development Corporation. One of the things that we're trying to work on here is uh, the entrepreneurial program here in Marshall County. I've got some people meeting on a regular basis and uh, uh, developing that program, uh, not only for the youth, but also adults. Uh, and they are working on a new portal online uh and we're going to get a a chance to be involved in that beta testing and and that so uh excited about that uh i had a couple conversation with uh rails lately uh one was lobbyist uh of course he you know was trying to talk about the safety of the rail system and yeah yeah it's probably not the best timing (laughs) you know but he he uh (laughs) so because we have some projects that need to be done taken addressed big one of course is down there by uh argus where uh 31 is probably gonna close and so we've got uh linden road it's linden right The, the one Yep. Just to, yep. yep, Lyndon. Just the, to the west. Uh, Itamco, it will be landlocked um, if they don't. Uh, that access road that they have right now that's in front of their business yeah. will be cul-de-sacked off. Yep. And they won't be able to get out onto 31 at that point. So they're going to have to go out to the end of the, to uh, Linden and go up to 10 and get on, uh, which right now uh, semis can't use that. The the railroad crossing is too humped the humpy railroad <laughs> they, they go over on one side and then the the, the dollies get hang. stuck and you got the the engine part on one side and the the trailer on the other side yeah. so that's a that's not an easy no. so we've fix, uh, talking to him to see if we can't get some uh federal uh help with that and uh and so that was productive and then um the rail line that comes through here from uh, Rochester and goes up to Walkerton through Argus, Plymouth, uh, uh, talking to them about the uh, condition of some of the sidings and that. So, uh, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, Gosh, you, can, you you have your fingers on all kinds of things. <laughs> well, and, and foreign trade zone. I don't know if you realize <laughs> that we, through the South Bend uh, Airport, we have... I saw op- a sign when I dropped the kids off. It had yeah. a, a big sign there and it said... Foreign trade zone, zone number, and it was, yeah. had some numbers on it. Yeah, and we do have some uh, industry here in the county that uh, can take advantage of that. And w- and so we're making sure that they're well aware of how to, to do that. And, and, oh, my goodness. Uh, it, it, the main um, advantage of the tr- foreign trade zone is if you uh, are purchasing uh, material from an, uh, some ways that you have to pay import tariffs on or, or fees you know mm-hmm. uh but let's say you have to buy a year's worth of widgets to go into you know because of the shipping costs you know mm-hmm. you get in a, a a container full of widgets from someplace and it but it takes you six months to or a year to get all those to use them to up use them to, up for your production instead of having to pay all that up front 
if you work as a foreign trade zone and get that, uh, you don't have to pay those fees until the product goes out the end. Oh, wow. So, so not your cash isn't all tied up in the front part. Now, it, it, it'd be nice if, it, if uh, especially if China <laughs> were part of that, but they're not, unfortunately. And that is one of our big uh, importers. And we, there's not much we can do about Chinese uh, tariffs and <laughs> imports. But other countries, we can work with them. So we're, we're making that uh, known to people. So Very uh, cool. But uh, th- th- that's all uh, really the notes I had for... Uh, for that part of our part, discussion. Part of it. Why don't we take a break? Okay. We'll let Greg rest his voice a little bit, uh, <laughs> maybe do a prize giveaway. And then when we come back, uh, you know, Greg has a couple of more hats to wear. He is uh, president of the Marsh County Park Board, and he is also a member of the Lifelong Learning Network. Yes. And so we need to touch base on a couple of those things, too. Okay. Well, I got a gift certificate for spaghetti. We can carve up between uh, the sections go. of the interview here so all right swan lake resort the chop house spaghetti thursday it's 10 bucks if you buy it i got a freebie they serve from 5 to 9 p.m on thursdays and uh, if you want some spaghetti you need to be caller number four at 574-936-4096 574-936-4096 some spaghetti at the chop house on the line are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal call apex waste large or small we'll take your call when you choose apex waste there's no long-term contracts no hidden fees and no taxes what we say is what you pay apex waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable friendly service call apex waste at 574-896-APEX that's 574-896-2739 or visit us online at apexwaste.net. Cash in when you sign up for Surf Internet during their online-only President's Day sale, February 16th through the 20th. Get fiber-fast internet plus free installation. And for a limited time, you'll get up to a $100 Visa reward card with qualified speed packages. This deal is only available through the 20th when you sign up at surfinternet.com. Go online now to claim your reward. This is a limited-time offer available only on 500 meg and 1 gig. Reward card value based on speed package selected. Some restrictions apply. Using your phone should never have to be a luxury. Walmart Family Mobile now offers free or discounted plans through the Affordable Connectivity Program. ACP is a government program that helps eligible Americans have access to wireless service. You could get unlimited talk, text, and 8 gigabytes of high-speed data for free when you qualify. Apply now at myfamilymobile.com ACP. Walmart Family Mobile is supported by the Affordable Connectivity Program and Lifeline Government Assistance Programs. Please visit myfamilymobile.com ACP for more information. Once upon a time in a convenience store, a woman asked, which zero-calorie drink will I like more? The cashier said, I have a thought, Coke Zero Sugar always hits the spot. The taste made her heart fill with laughter, and with her Coke Zero Sugar, she lived happily ever after. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, unbelievably delicious. No trip to the store is complete without the unbelievably delicious zero-calorie taste of Coke Zero Sugar.
Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Jennifer, going to be, uh, oh, here we go. Hang on. Give me spaghetti. There you go. Some of my improv training. All right, All right. Give, me a, give me a dish and a uh, style of music. All right, uh, 60s early uh, guitar and uh, spaghetti. So there you go. That's what you got. So, That's funny. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. Is that tonight's spaghetti? Yeah, uh, Thursday, Thursday, night. Thursday, night. Thursday night spaghetti. Yeah, Thursday okay. night spaghetti. Thursday spaghetti yeah. night. Tuesday taco. What are the other ones? There's. Is uh, it? They also have Tuesday burger night. Oh yeah, Tuesday burger night. Burgers. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. So. And last night was uh, Mardi Gras fast, Fat Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, Ash Wednesday. Happy Ash. Yeah. The Reese actually had uh, jambalaya and cornbread and king cakes yesterday for lunch. Oh At really? At the Reese, they did a little fundraiser. Oh, they only oh, had man. fifty tickets that they sold. Uh, for that event, but I heard that they they, they I I talked to Don Wendell and he thought they had uh, s- pretty much sold out of their yeah, tickets. So that was good. kind of a unique thing. You had the opportunity to uh, uh, sit there and eat, or you could do a carryout. Wow! So that was kind of a I think that's kind yeah, of a unique no. thing. They had um, oh what do you Mardi Gras on the screen, so you could see you know oh, like a. Were they streaming Bourbon I, Street? Or? I don't know if they were. I, I'm not I sure. Wonder. That's or maybe one of the parades that. Oh, oh, okay, one of the parades. Like yeah, yeah, that might the not be. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I'd want to watch. Yeah, it, but. it depends on what parade you're watching. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> you don't know what yeah. you might. Of course, see. at noon. Well, even yeah. at noon, you might. You know. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see some interesting things. Yeah, but no, all all good and you know all fun. Yes, it is. No, I, I made jambalaya last night too. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Totally unplanned. It was just the way it worked out. So. Oh, what? It started off as something else and turned into <laughs> a, or no? No, I oh, just, okay. I, I, in order to get control of our food budget, uh, we've been planning meals out for oh, a yeah. whole week, and then when we go to the grocery, we only buy the things that we need to do those. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so jambalaya was Tuesday, and I didn't realize it was Fat Tuesday. Oh, that's okay. so cool. I see. Okay. Tonight it's General So's chicken. Oh, okay. Tomorrow night it'll be spaghetti. I mean, we we just do that so we can. Because when we go in, it's like, well, what are we going to have? I don't know. Let's just start throwing stuff in here and mix it up. And while that's fun. It's also expensive. Yes, it is. So, uh, and not always productive because no. you get most of the th- items and then you forget some things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, in your jambalaya, it, jambalaya to me is like a thick soup. Am I correct? Uh, what I make is uh, basically a casserole. It's not really soup Oh, at all. Like, really? Like yeah. a rice-based. Rice-based yeah. casserole yeah. thing. Yeah. And what do you put in it? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Andouille. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sausage. I don't use undoing, though. I use something different. Okay. I use just regular Eckridge. Eckridge, yeah. Yeah, Just cut it up and put it in there. Then some shrimp? No, I don't do shrimp. Too expensive. Chicken thighs? No, no chicken thighs. Just a lot of fresh vegetables and, you know. uh, Does it have a little kick? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Some Tabasco and some red chilies. (laughs) Some red chilies and some things like that. I don't put any Tabasco on it. Cut those. He's a cutter. 
I love to cut things. I love my knives. Speaking yeah. of which, I got to get my knives sharpened. You got all your fingers too, so that's that's good. Uh, for now. <laughs> for now, well, I have, gotta, I have attempted to cut them off. I was gonna say you got to learn how to tuck them under that, to, yes, so that, the that, knife that, rubs see, up I'm, against your I'm knuckle not before one of those guys you're gonna. You know, I, I can't. Benny Hanna, you're not yeah, juggling yeah. things and lighting Two it on fire, just and, chopping everything. And no, I'm not there like yet. Says it. Uh, who's that? Edward Scissors hand? <laughs> oh yeah, yes. yeah. And what I love about that movie is somebody somewhere walked into a boardroom at a major uh, movie making company and said, "Okay, we got Johnny Depp, but instead of hands." He's got scissors. <laughs> and I'm wondering what was in the hookah pipe in that room yeah, I, that they made them think, this is genius! Exactly. Make it! <laughs> I, I just, I and, I don't know how you pitch that movie. And I like to think of myself as this, you know, open-minded. Oh, me too. You know, uh, you know, but even I have a reservation about, okay. Um, I, there's certain parts of my daily routine <laughs> That scissor hands just wouldn't work. I know. You know, you know eventually no. you're going to have to eat. Exactly. Um, and then when you eat. Yeah, then you have to go. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where yeah. I, yeah. You don't, yeah. Drink, you don't drink very much. No. And no. see, that's, that's the thing. Because I getting mean, the zipper down is kind of dangerous. Yeah. Come on, you have to suspend belief in order to, you know, make the theater work. Yeah. I see, mean, and that's everything I, is realistic. That's what I, I tried to say is that, you know, I, I, I get it. I like the – and I can suspend belief to Me a certain too. point. Yeah. But then reality yeah. does sneak in and I'm thinking, yeah. you, you got, how does that work? You got one, he... of, one of the greatest <laughs> sex symbols in movies – and you dress him up like a goth guy and give him scissors for hands. That's a that's a great use of uh, a monetary yeah. making situation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I'm I'm on the edge too. But that one, I yeah. would have sat there and said, I "Don't know about that." That was the what was the vampire series out in in uh, Portland over in the oh, Northwest? Oh, Twilight. Twilight. Oh, my. I, I remember watching that first one with my daughter, and the guy moves, like, really quickly, you know, to avoid yeah, getting hit. Yeah, yeah, so the girl yeah, goes yeah. to the library and goes, does this research and comes up with vampire. I'm thinking, yeah. there's a couple hundred other well, answers I would have come up with before vampire. <laughs> yeah, like aliens. That would have been my first answer. <laughs> you know, aliens imbued him with that ability by reworking his DNA you know, at I was some like, point in prehistory. What is, yeah. Really? Seriously? Yeah. Vampire? You came up with vampire. Yeah. Well, you have to. Otherwise, the story stops. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm still, I'm like, you know. <laughs> You're not kidding. So, Greg, you have another hat to put on. Do you okay. want to be Lifelong Learning or do you want to be Park Board right now? Sure, Lifelong Learning Network. Uh, we're okay. doing, uh, moving along, as you know, we got a ready grant for that also. Uh, we are uh, establishing a... Um, Career Innovation Center, so that uh, presently CTE students, uh, the high school age, go different directions for different programs. We talked about the building trades. You know, is uh, we got Plymouth and Argus going down to Argus there to build a house, mm-hmm. which which probably you know, but at least they're starting here in Plymouth. So so what we'd like to do is get all the programs to to go to one central location. Right. So that because. Now, uh, if a, a shared program is at a different school, uh, 
they have to arrange their own. Uh, some some of them, depending on how many students are enrolled in that, sure. have to find their own transportation. So it's not as readily available to some students as others. So what we'd like to do is if we can bring all the students to one central location, then those area schools that are involved in, in it can load up a, a bus or and, and send them all to one location and the kids can go to different programs. So we're, we're um, that progress is moving right along. We are down to where the drawings are about getting finished up. They We've seen some of the concepts and some of the things we have to, uh, one of the things we have to look at is in what order are we going to do things in, uh, what what can be done first. Where we've uh, settled for uh, just basically for cost reasons, you know, we, we at first looked to do a neutral site, you know, in the center of the county, but the cost of doing that, like we talked with the water system in, yep. in, in La Paz, is just re- really expensive and prohibitive to get started uh, on a timeline that we'd like to. So uh, Plymouth has a uh, service uh, center that they used to do bus uh, service in. Uh, there's already a CNC precision machining class going on in there. We're going to add, be adding a couple of classes into that building, and that will be like the front door of this uh, Marshall County Career Innovation Center. Uh, now, some of the other uh, CT courses, uh, we're going to be renovating class space in the high school, uh, but it will be uh, open to all the students from throughout the county. It won't be just a Plymouth High School thing. It'll be uh, Marshall County Career Innovation Center. And we're also going to have uh, some students over at the, the old Lincoln Junior High at the Lincoln Education Center. Uh, some of the classes that are just more uh, need a uh, need a classroom space, uh, much like uh, criminal justice, uh, health careers, things of that nature. Uh, they uh, can do with just a classroom space. So... Uh, those those will be meeting over there. So uh, all centrally located throughout the county, and uh, we're working away at that. Um, now L, that uh, Career Innovation Center, uh, with the help of LN, we got a ready grant, and then we got uh, matching funds through uh, the county and the city. Now uh, it comes the hard part of uh, private funding we've got some online uh as far as uh we we know they're contributing but we're uh going to be kicking that part of the fundraising off here uh very shortly as we transition to that but uh construction should be starting on some of the areas months away i would say you know Mm -hmm. and then uh hopefully be finishing up uh sometime in 2024 that we can have uh, everybody in the fall of uh, 2024 going to uh, those classrooms. I know Allie was on last week uh, with us and and we talked about it and part of part of the issue with the construction aspect of it is um, some of this is construction inside of Plymouth High School and so having construction going on while classes are going on uh, there's there's some concern and and complications uh you don't want workers you know up and down the halls constantly noise that comes with construction and so trying to work around so like maybe on spring break they might be in there doing some work or whatever um and and probably we'll see more construction over the summertime exactly when classes aren't quite in but uh uh, it, it was pretty interesting and lifelong learning network actually works 
um, very closely with Jen Felke. Jen Felke, um, yeah. For for uh, her aspects on the on the educational side of things too. Yeah, she's the, the uh, head of the uh, co-op, and there's ten uh, area school systems involved in that career technical education CTE uh, co-op to provide that that sort of training. Um, the shared programs that LLN and and uh, uh, C the uh, CTE co-op do. That's what we're working on as far as the uh, Career Innovation Center. There are a couple of uh, schools that have their own career technical education type uh, courses. Uh, those don't necessarily, they aren't part of the uh, co-op. You know, th- those some of those schools will still offer those uh, on their own um, for, for various reasons. But uh, no, we, uh, it should be a, a good thing. Uh, we're working hard on getting it started here soon. I know that uh, enrollment, um, there's been a real interest in the enrollment numbers are up. We expected that. Uh, the state has kind of uh, set that up, you know, uh, by allowing these kids to, to get a uh, high school uh, graduation path through CTE. You know, uh, now it's not just that core 40 uh, graduation. There's also a, a career technical education path to uh, high school graduation, and it, and along with that is uh, adult education. We uh, have a new adult education director uh, and new path for that. Um, although that that is based out of Plymouth, once again, it's a, it's a central location but that is that adult education director is for all of marshall county and you'll see i think you'll see a lot more outreach as far as to the uh, county schools as far as providing adult education opportunities uh, to people you know as much as they try not to have a kid graduate or or leave high school without some sort of uh, next path already established uh, it it happens uh so we'd like to get engaged with those kids um early before they do leave and say okay uh you know here here's another option you're you're gonna be able to get that maybe that high school diploma that you you weren't able to finish up on here's a path to it or here's some other education here's some career paths that you can do so uh you'll see that adult education uh part of it i think i'm excited about it i think it's really gonna um change how adult education has been addressed here in the county adult education is going to change basically from getting your ged to actually being able to take courses here um that you can expand your career you can um, you know, maybe the current job you have, you're not certified for something. You're you're going to be able to, on your off hours. So if you're working a day shift in the in the evening shift, you're going to be able to go to class and get certification. That in turn, you go back to your employer. I'm certified for this now. That bumps up your pay. Right. Uh, so it helps your family and all of that. And you know, I, it's just, it's great for everybody to have that opportunity um and maybe you're in a job that you just don't like you're tired of doing the work building widgets and you want to do something different you can go and get training to learn how to become a welder yeah and you know there's a need for welders right now so you can go off and 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 do something different yeah and and along with that we we have a uh, workforce development aspect of that that like you said it um if uh 
the hardest part, and I hear it from from all sectors of, of manufacturing and, and uh, careers, is that uh, we need. It's so hard to find good labor and somebody that's got the just soft skills, you know. So when you have an employee that shows that that soft skills and that ability to show up to work on time and and reliably. Uh, it's well worth your time to upskill that employee. So uh, the companies are looking for opportunities to how can I help this employee get the skills that I need and, and so that he can help me become more efficient and they can actually uh, earn more and grow in their career. Now, uh, a lot of those uh, opportunities are very expensive if you only have to send one or two employees to, but if we can send uh, one or two from several different uh, employers, we can offer that uh, education, those career uh, building opportunities through workforce development. So that's the, that's sort of the three key areas, uh, the, the high school CTE, the adult education, and the workforce development. And then we also have uh, preschool. We're involved with the pre-K. Uh, some of the, there's a early childhood coalition going on in the, in the county that wants to make resources available to the early childhood uh, um, providers in the county. Uh, LLN is is, a, is a attached with that, you know, and, and, and wanting to help there. And so that's an opportunity for growth for us also. Very good. Dwayne, how are you? Hey, good morning. Hey, a question for Greg. Okay. Okay. How are you? Are you from Huber Heights, Ohio? <laughs> um, no, I was actually born in. Oh, do I have to use this one? Okay, I was actually born in Barberton, Ohio, but I moved uh, way. I was. I don't remember anything about Barberton. <laughs> so. Um, uh, well, I just pulled up your uh, Facebook page. <laughs> and it says you were from. You know, that you're from Huber Heights, Ohio. Oh, uh, that that might not be the correct uh, Greg Hildebrand. There are, uh, believe it or not, there are three Greg Hildebrands in northern Indiana. My bank has gotten me confused with one of them, and uh, the other one sells insurance, and I've had uh, people call me for claims. <laughs> so. All right, well, I was just curious. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. No, I, I was born in Barberton, Ohio, but we moved uh, when I was I was pretty small. I don't remember. I, I shouldn't say I don't remember anything about Barberton because my grandmothers and my grandfather lived in Akron, Ohio, which is a uh, – Barberton is like Mishawaka to Akron, you know. Uh, well, Mishawaka is to South Bend. Barberton is to Akron. And so I had relatives there, but – I'm a Buckeye, too. I was born in Van Wert, Ohio. Oh, okay, so yeah. there you go. But on Greg's Facebook page, it only shows that he's lived in Culver and Plymouth. Yeah, pretty so much. That's it, You got the wrong Hildebrand. Yeah, you no. don't even get that on my Facebook page. Yeah, you're, you're secretive. I am not secretive. I just, my business is nobody else's. I'm boring. Go. I'm, I'm like that cop. Nothing to see here. I, Nothing I, to see here. Go I, away. If I if I put it on there, I don't mind you know everybody knowing it, so I don't. I'm not a secret, you know. I don't care if if you know if that. I am that interesting that when they make a movie of my life, you know, I've already left it direct instructions with my kids that Tom Hanks is not to play oh. me 
in the movie of my my life. Tom Hanks isn't. No. See, I've left, I don't care who does, but Tom Hanks. Can't. I've left ex- express instructions that Samuel L. Jackson plays me in the <laughs> in the story of my life. So, yeah. Rusty, the only thing you you basically show is where you work. Yeah. You don't you don't say where you went to school. Well, you're my friend too, so you can see that. Nobody else can. If <laughs> so, you're not my friend, you can't see anything. Yeah, you don't you don't have a whole lot on. <laughs> because I don't really, you know, I if I know you, I kind of assume you're not a pedophile. So I'm I feel <laughs> good. Really good. I assume that it's okay to put pictures of my kids there yeah. because I assume that if I know you, you're not a pedophile. The other thing is is that uh, uh, once again, I, I don't need... Okay, you've seen our Facebook page? Yeah. I don't need that crap on my... I don't uh, yeah. need oh, that no. constant oh, yeah. stream of no, vile, spiteful hate <laughs> just being poured out on my page. Matter of fact, if I put something up and I get a comment that's even slightly like that, I just pull it off. No, nope, we're not going to do that. Nope, we're, not going I don't there. mind discussion, but it's going to be civil. Yeah. So if it's not, boom, that's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, you don't know anything about me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You're a secret. No, I'm not secretive. I'm just not, I'm not important. Just leave me alone and let me sit in my corner and watch you. Because that's all I do is sit he, in the corner yes. and watch He's you. He's an observer. <laughs> yes. yes, I am. Okay, so anything else from lifelong learning? I don't. Point? I think that, that covers lifelong learning. It's a lot going on. We're, we're excited about the future. Okay, so let's switch hats again and talk a little bit about the Marshall County Park Board. Marshall County Park Board. We uh, we were supposed to get our study of, and, and I, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it, it's basically an inventory of what uh, natural features are in our two parks. Uh, they did a inventory of about, I think, three different times of the year to, to look at what kind of... Uh, fauna plants fauna and, and that were there uh so that if there was anything that was uh, of interest that we needed to protect or maybe something that we needed to eradicate uh we would know and and it would help guide us in our future development of the area uh there there was a delay so uh, we haven't actually got that yet uh we're looking forward to receiving that this month um but they are um doing some work still on the bike trails they've got some interesting uh projects they want to get started there uh that's at mill pond and um uh that's exciting then also uh at memorial forest we've moved the west township trustees cabin which used to be at the on our the curve there at uh by west school on 17 uh that's been uh disassembled uh and is waiting to be constructed. If you go down by the corner of 14th Road and 17, there at, at uh, Memorial Forks, you'll see the foundation's been poured and is uh, ready to get started. The uh, company that's uh, doing that is also doing a log home in the Culver area, so they'll have crews in the area any day now. So we're, we're excited about that getting started. Yeah, finally. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's been... Uh, a long time, years in the making. I mean, they've talked about relocating that cabin for years. Yes. So it, it, we're excited about that and what that can provide. It'll uh, be a space that we can have meetings in, uh, that uh, kids can 
come and see a cabinet of that age, 18, 1850s, some, it's early part of Marshall County's history when Marshall County and West Township was first uh, established, that, that trustee's cabin was built. So Now, and we keep saying, every month we keep saying, any week now. Any week any now. Any week now. And, anyway, and you're just waiting to the day just, you drive home and uh, every look, day, it's there. every day I look to see are there are there logs been delivered yet? <laughs> I mean, we've got a foundation and a couple mounds of sand for the chinking, I believe is what they call that. You know, yes. And uh, and I even on occasion will go uh, kind of the back way into Culver to see how if there's any crews at the the house because oh, you know where that yeah, one is I know too. where that one is too, so I can <laughs> see you know. Are they working on it now? Over there, they have the logs have been delivered, but they're not. So they've got a ways to go yet with that one. Yeah, but the, supposedly our ours isn't nearly as big, and uh, they won't need a full crew. So they'll just have a couple guys working out of that crew as they need them, and they'll be doing them simultaneously for a short time. Uh, ours shouldn't take them too terribly long. It's it's. Uh, I think it, it, 16 by 20 or something. It's not real big. Yeah. It's, it's uh, houses weren't the size that they are uh, now yeah. back then. <laughs> no. You know, you they, didn't have four bedrooms and two bathrooms no, and a yeah. basement and you know, no. all that grander. Oh, laundry room. Don't forget. Oh, maybe family room. Yeah. yeah no. No, no. You no. had a bed. Your parents had a bedroom. There was a kitchen area and yeah. a living room area. And if you were lucky. There might have been a loft where you, the kids could right, sleep upstairs, right. basically. Or it's pretty, pretty simple. Or a manger out in the barn for them. There, there you go. Yeah. So the one thing I do want to kind of talk a little bit about is um, the kayak yes. launch or cab or canoe launch that's kind of been discussed. Yeah, we we look we did a pro, um, a uh, study uh, on what could be done as far as uh, increasing the number of kayak launches in the county uh we looked at a couple sites one site that looked really promising and is promising is on king road there's a uh county owns uh, some easement there uh we looked at uh providing a parking space and a, and a ramp down to for canoes to to launch and and come out at uh and uh <laughs> to have an engineering firm uh the once again, the cost of these things is just unreal. You know, we, we were thinking, you know, really, we don't need much. You know, $50,000 should, you know, you would think, well, no, $500,000 is what it came back at. So uh, we're, we haven't given up on it. Uh, what we're looking at now is what can we do uh, with our highway department and through volunteers and, and uh, that sort of thing to establish a, a kayak launch there. Uh, we it it looks promising. I think that the highway department. I've talked to Jason. He's he's willing. We're going to do an official site inspection here in the next uh, as the weather gets more reliable, you know, uh, and look at what all is going to be required there as far as uh, some parking, pull off, and a ramp in down into the to the river to launch or to take out there. I just I. I I think a lot of people with Bremen putting in, they mm-hmm. have put in a brand new, beautiful launch. Right. And so you put in at Bremen and you start coming down the Yellow River and the county park department was, you know, it's a long haul yeah. to get all the way down here to Plymouth and to actually have a specific location where 
you know you're not accessing on somebody else's private right, property, right. here is a place to get out. Um, and I know the county commissioners were asked about, you know, seeing if the, the highway department could help out a little bit and right. maybe do some of this. So it won't be the, the grander one that had parking for six vehicles, including yeah. a couple with trailers and, and that. But to make something that is accessible... Uh, hopefully to be able to park a little bit off of the road exactly that's the big uh, thing is safety is to park a car there either it may be a trailer that a couple cars or trailers off the road so they're not in the the, the way and uh and they can get out easily that that's the main thing the, we're not as concerned about the the launch itself into the river that bank kind of lends itself to that so uh what that we can work on uh there was some talk about uh, creating an eddy there with some structures in the river at one time. What's an eddy? Uh, where the water uh, <laughs> curls back around and calms down so you don't have that big uh, current. You know, okay. So that once you paddle into that, you can, you know, you're not fighting the current to the whole time get to get in or get out. Right. <laughs> um, that, that's yet to be seen. There might be something that could happen there. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, more more to come in the spring as as a weather you know it's right now it's not really conducive to get down in there and and, and really do much of anything no. um even for the highway department to come right, out and right. say you know let me see what we can come up with exactly so, they've got yeah. other things they're worried about and 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 the same thing holds true for Mill Pond. The the guys who work on the trails, right, right, um, out there. Yeah. Um, the, oh, there was some concern. You know, when, since we went to all the expense and trouble of having this inventory done of of, of plants and things that uh, maybe we could just take a pause. You know, and, and it's a good time of year to do that. You know, that that uh, while they they like the fact that there's no uh, the leaves are all off the trees and it's easier to get in and stuff but at the same time the, the ground is kind of soft and and can make a real mess of things so uh they're, they're they are doing some things out there not working at the speed they would be working if it, it in another month or so they'll, they'll really uh pick it up but we hopefully we can uh, determine okay yeah there there is or isn't anything that we need to uh look at now one thing that we did find that we are addressing is the it's a non it's an evasive bush holly holly honeysuckle honeysuckle yes thank you honeysuckle and uh that has uh, taken over in a couple spots it's really thick and, and what it does is it crowds out uh the undergrowth you know it's it's a fast growing uh very tenacious bush that uh, will grow really fast and just take over an area if you don't uh, rein it in. Uh, and then that kills off anything growing underneath it because of the cover. It stays, it, it, it's one of the first things to leaf out in the spring and one of the last things to drop leaves in the fall. So it provides that thick cover for a long time and um, plants just can't grow underneath it. Uh, and it's, it's of limited aesthetic right, value yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> anyway we are uh we've hired we actually got a, a grant we got a grant to to take care of that we thought if we could uh get ahead of it and uh, there's like i said there's a couple areas in both uh, memorial force and mill pond that have just gotten out of control they're going to go in there and kill eradicate it uh and then in years to come we can uh maintain it you know 
we know what it looks like. It'll be something that's a little easier to manage. We won't have to hire that out. And and that's you know that's part of that. And there will be opportunities um, in both both parks basically. Um, occasionally there are opportunities sure. for people to come out and volunteer. Yeah. Or if a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout troop actually wanted to do a a, a cleanup project yeah. or you know just come out and go to manicure the trail basically. Yeah. Um, you know those things would be fantastic if people. Are uh, yeah, we uh, they're working on getting a, a trail map for the bike. You know, uh, trail, and I call it bike trail, but it's a multi-use trail because you can jog on this thing. You you bike in one direction, jog in the other direction, and uh, you don't have to have a mountain bike to get on this thing. If you just want to take your dog for a walk, there's close to five miles of trails that you can walk on there at Mill Pond. Uh, But anyway, that is in the process of getting that map so we can reliably, uh, people are always asking for maps. And then uh, Memorial Forest is another one. that There has some trails. We'd like to get them more established and and maybe get those mapped too so that people, uh, we could post that on the the, uh, bulletin board there and people, uh, I'm not worried too much about people getting lost in there, but at least (laughs) they can know, hey, yes, you've walked three miles or two or seven or whatever yeah so you know i mean we're we really are fortunate now i will ask you um one of the park board members actually brought up about some property and i'm gonna call it if you were going north on michigan road and when you, you would come up to la paz um Right there, where it kind of switches over, and and you go down onto the two lanes on the on the east side, there was there's some ground there, and there was some discussion about maybe trying to look at a development there. But I I looked at it recently after that had had come up a little bit, and it's to me it's too far from La Paz for somebody to be able to access it great there, mm. um, and. There's not like nobody nobody wants to ride their bike on Michigan Road to get up there. That's for darn sure. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a little bit of a discussion, uh, and this might have been a couple of months ago about the old State Highway Garage property. Yeah, that, um, I remember that one too. But, but there, there is some concern of contamination. Yeah, that that, that I think uh, is that a, the state actually has themselves on right. themselves. Yeah. So that one is yeah. definitely out. But I I. We're always looking at opportunities to, to better the, the park system uh, and get involved. And in, I know that uh, there's a strong movement for some additional bike trails in the county uh, and, and trails that will connect the communities. Uh, there's been some work done on that. And we'd like to help in that manner any way we can. So, yeah, we're always looking for opportunities like that. And sometimes these... Uh, pieces of the land come up and we we want to take a look at them see what we can do you know you know one of the one of the prime or easy things would be i would think although it will be costly um it's like you know at a point when we are working on lincoln highway between plymouth and bourbon um and and you may not you may go from plymouth to inwood and then the next year inwood to bourbon um but you know widen out the road a little bit Mm -hmm. um so that you actually had a, a lined area that could be okay. Here's the white line. Don't go over it because this is where bikes yeah, are supposed yeah. to ride. No, uh, um, we we were coming home from Bourbon on Sunday, and it was a nice sunny day. It was a beautiful day, 
I think a, it was a bit breezy, but there was a guy riding a bike yeah. uh, on that road. And there, there's no real good shoulder to ride no. on or anything. And, and there, it's just the road. So, and, you know, that, and, and that could be included as your connectivity to right, that next right. community. And there's some uh, uh, right-of-way uh, involved in the railroad there, too, that uh, if we could. I know up in the northern part of Indiana, in the north region there, uh, through some of those uh, railroad uh, areas, there's a bike trail that goes uh, from Michigan City. I think it goes all the way up into uh, Portage, maybe even to uh, Hammond area through uh, some of the railroad and around uh, the dunes and that. And so uh, that might be an opportunity to look at, you know, talking to the railroad and the highway department and say, hey, you know, where do you have some common easement that maybe we could put a bike trail, you know, that or a bike lane on the road? You know, can we widen this road out and put a bike lane on there? Although we all know what it's like working with the railroad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I'm trying to. You yeah. you are yes. I'm working you're with working them. On, trying to so see maybe if we you're going to be that little key maybe, that we need. Maybe I'll know or that little burr in their side that you know they finally <laughs> answer to to get, get that okay. smoothed over. I'm sure a lot of people would like you to be the burr in their side. Definitely. I, no, I don't think they like me being a burner. They, they, I just I am. Mean, like other people want you. Oh, so the city would oh, like they to be that like person. Instead of the city always being. Like, okay. I thought maybe you yes. you already knew all the people that considered uh, me the no, thorn no, in their no, side. No. Look, dude, you know people. You, you know people. That's that's the bottom line. You can get things done because you know people. Yeah, I, try. I try. Yeah. Well, Greg, we are out of time. I think we've had a really good conversation yes. and talked a, a variety of yeah. lots of different things. I, I even brought the uh, the state of the rural economy in Indiana by Ball State that university oh, that, that study that guy they did talked about. about? Yeah, uh, yes. because uh, I thought if we needed to talk about things, I wanted to address the taxation and quality of life issue that he brought up. But we'll save that for next time. Okay, sounds good. All right, we got a break to take. Let's do that. All right, let's do it. Cash in when you sign up for Surf Internet during their online-only President's Day sale, February 16th through the 20th. Get fiber-fast internet plus free installation. And for a limited time, you'll get up to a $100 Visa reward card with qualified speed packages. This deal is only available through the 20th when you sign up at surfinternet.com. Go online now to claim your reward. This is a limited-time offer available only on 500 meg and 1 gig. Reward card value based on speed package selected. Some restrictions apply. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local, family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes. And in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Choose independence and peace of mind. That's what you'll find at Miller's Assisted Living in Plymouth. Miller's apartments have been thoughtfully designed with your comfort and enjoyment in mind. 
Millers would like to invite you to come out and let our enthusiastic staff give you a personal tour. Miller's Senior Living Community. This community's choice for assisted living. Tune to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. All right. We're partying like it's Wednesday in here. Kathy, lay off the sunny delight. You're 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 out of control over there. <laughs> and you're driving later. You need to oh, you sunny need to get delight it. with a little peach tree snobs. <laughs> you're now, driving. Wait a minute. Driving later, are you travel oh you're going to wrestling? No already? No. Not yet. Next month though I am going to the uh rest NCAA Division Two Wrestling Nationals in Rapid City, Iowa. Oh. So yep. you're rocking. We are going. Rocking. So. That sounds like an... Rocking some wrestling. Yeah. We're kind of excited about yeah, it. Yeah. We'll get some Matt side reports, I imagine. Maybe. We can do that. Yeah. yeah. I can call in because we wrestle on Friday. Yeah, there so you I'll go. call Rusty and tell him. Let's, I'll call in Rusty and give you a report. We're, then they can get paid for it. We are down here at the mat. All right. We are what out can of you time, do? you guys. Dwayne, what do you want? What do you got for hey, me? Hey, I forgot to mention... I got an email from one of my news sources that says there's one of those balloons floating over Hawaii right now. Okay, do I get to go shoot it down? or? <laughs> I don't know. That's what hmm. I figured you would have the answer to that. No, I, I got no answers to anything, Dwayne. You know yeah. that by now. I, I'm totally devoid of any sort of answer no. on any question. Okay, do I get to go shoot it down? No. Could be interesting though. Yeah, my one of those mylar balloons, you know, get yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Maybe get well the soon. Chinese are looking for a place to vacation at. Once oh, you're done, I I balloons I guess if it's a mylar Chinese balloon, it'd say Dong Ting Tao. Yeah, as in Happy Birthday. Happy Birthday. Yeah. I know Mandarin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, impressive. All yeah. right, you guys, we got to get out of here. We're All right, yes, we yes, go. we got bills to pay in. Online. Miles to feed. Yep. You too, man. And we got bills to pay, miles to feed. And great nothing in this work. Nothing in this world for free. That's right. To quote the songwriter. There's no free lunch. <laughs> but you might get free cupcakes if you're the winner. I All can right. do segues too, my Very friend. Very good. Very I can good. Do them too. <laughs> 
Uh, four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and a bouquet of flowers from Cajun Creek on the Wine Friday. And Travis Lee, happy birthday to you. He's 172 years old. So he is? Yeah, he was there when they signed the Magna Carta. Isn't he... Uh... Maybe I maybe he's not the same Travis Lee I'm thinking. Of. Well, he's he's my nephew, so uh, I thought happy. I saw him at the store the other day. Does uh, he work at the store? I don't think so. No, he's an indie. Oh, not sure. Elijah works at the store. Now. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. He's got a second job. Oh, yeah. I saw. I thought it was one of the Lee boys. I saw. No, well, you might have saw store. Matthew. He's still in town with his wife and his, his kid. But uh, mm-hmm. well, actually, yeah, you probably saw Trey. Okay. Yeah. The she, basketball player. Yeah, she puts Trey to work. Yeah, he was. He was. He was sacking groceries, and I, I commented that sometimes those guys are amazing. I can buy fifteen items, and they put it in seventeen bags. <laughs> yes, I know exactly I'm, what you mean. I'm I'm gonna tell you that. Uh, I love Kathy. She's one of the sweetest people I've ever <laughs> Not met. Not me. But if you're working for her, by God, you better. <laughs> That's right. You better, you be better do your job. Right. So, I'm sure Trey don't get off easy because he's. Uh, no, he he did a great job. No, uh, he does. Friendly, he's a great kid. So anyway, birthdays today. That's the birthday. Now it's time for the anniversaries. Got none of those today. So if you have an anniversary in February. Make sure that you get it to us, and we'll wish you a happy anniversary, and you'll be eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home Training Post. We are an outlet for Bread of well, Outlet. We're a collection center for Bread of Life. Uh, they are looking for crockpots, foreman grills, toaster ovens, manual handheld can openers, washcloths, bath towels, regular blankets, monetary cash donations, and mark them specially for the homeless program that they run. Uh, they use that to purchase specific items needed. Uh, they're open for donations 3 to 7 Monday, 11 to 3 Wednesday, 11 to 3 on Friday, or bring it here. We'll get it out there for you. So, uh, Bread of Life, anything you want to donate, get it in here. Also, get it in here. Uh, Marshall County Neighborhood Center. Uh, let's see. Recycle Depot is having a collection for them. So, if you head out there, bring some hamburger helper, some pasta, some spaghetti sauce. Uh, drop off during their hours as well, Monday, 7.30 to 3.30, Tuesday and Thursday, 8.30 to 3.30, Friday, 8.30 to 2.30. First and third Saturdays of the month, 8 a.m. to noon. They are closed on Wednesday. Plymouth Elks Lodge has fish, all you can eat, meatloaf. Oh, meatloaf. (laughs) And uh, jumbo shrimp, turkey, and dressing. That includes a salad bar, potato, and dessert. They're serving 5 to 8. Carryout available 935-5511. That's the trading post. That's all I got. I'm done. I'm finished. Me too. All right. All right. Thank you. Ready to go. Have a great week. Have a great week tomorrow. Let me take a quick look and see who we got. Oh, Tammy Raddick. And we're going to have a doggy in here? I don't know if a dog's coming or not. Oh, doggy. You got to bring the doggy. I love doggies. All right. Anyway, we're going to be talking with Tammy tomorrow. So uh, make sure you tune in. We start at 9. Have a great day. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050. WTCA, Plymouth.